Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. Hello? During some of your questions. <laughs> Hello? Discord crashed. What? Did you not hear what? me? Discord crashed. Is <laughs> <laughs> that another one after the list? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> wow. You crashed. So you didn't hear that? <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> no. Are we still live? We're still live. It's fine. Wait, just restart. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Start again. Yeah. When? Now. <laughs> Wait, what have you... What's going on? <laughs> just start again. Seriously, this we're... Number one. We're like one minute into the stream now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. And today we're going to be looking over the, the first four episodes of the podcast and answering some of your questions. This may contain spoilers. Cool. So this episode, we're going to be looking back over the first four episodes we did in 2018, which got a lot more listens on podcast platforms that we've never been able to regain. <laughs> but um, it's because we were you were so good back then. You two were pros. Yeah, yeah you we made had it such worse. A wide taste in films. You had special <laughs> guest Tom S. Yeah, I'm glad we never had him back. It was a waste of space. <laughs> I mean, it was your lowest viewed one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, the the four episodes we did were Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, Blaze Runner, uh, Black Panther, and Psychoville. That was, like, the most TV shows we've... Like, two of the three TV shows we've done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't forget the fact that we... We did actually record two more episodes, but they're still yet to be released. <laughs> yeah. One of them was Birdemic, which we've the since lost, done. The Lost Tapes. I think I but... found one of them, like, because I took a, a recorder to Leeds Fest, and it started playing in the car. But, oh, yeah, yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. But I think I must have deleted it or something, because I that can't the, find it now. That was the Blade Runner 2049 one, I think. Yeah, we'll re-record that if we get to 50 subscribers. subscribers do we need to hit? Oh, 50, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool. So, should we just jump straight in and look back on Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency? Uh, this was our first yep. episode we ever did. 
Uh, and it was reviewing the first episode of Dirk Gently. <laughs> <laughs> because we hadn't seen any more than this, just the first episode. I remember listening. I was such a big fan. I had to ask to be on the next one. <laughs> yeah, you did. Bro, that was you. Okay, <laughs> Wait, I thought it was Tom S all this time. Holy. Oh, heck. yeah, I changed my name to Adam H. Sorry. Hmm. I thought you said Adam H for a second, like <laughs> Adam H. Like, Did you just dox your, you you your real name? Honestly. <laughs> so what did you think of the first episode of Dirk Gently then? So well in terms of in terms of the episode itself, like it was it was good, it was solid, it was a nice opener to a TV series. I think I did ended you ever up finish the series? I think I ended up watching like the first series. I don't think I ever got on to the okay. second one though. I Same as me. Both series. I watched a I bit of the second one. I can't remember anything about them. Yeah. But I can remember bits about season one, and it's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah, we both gave it an eight, and which leaves us with an average of eight. Um, I would not rate it that high. I don't think. Not because there's anything wrong no. with it at all, um, but first off, we'd only seen one episode of it, um, and that's not exactly enough to give like the most uh, accurate representation of the the show. Um, and also, like, I guess, well, the first episode, um, I think, I think we'll have to review the whole series rather than um, the first episode. I can't actually remember much about the series, which I remember feeling... I remember how I reacted to it. I I enjoyed it. I was sort of thrilled by bits of it because it was sort of a good blend of comedy and action and sort of mystery as well. Um, and sci-fi. Yeah, obviously, and sci-fi. But, um, <laughs> but I can't remember I anything... The majority of our first episode was just sort of speculating at what would happen the rest of the series. Yeah, and I um, can't actually remember just, like, what doing happens. quizzes and stuff. So, no. like, if yeah. I can't I remember, remember what... They, oh. There's, like, the whole thing, he sees himself in the hotel, and they end up going backwards in time, and I remember that. Spoilers. Um, the girl trapped in the dog. So I, I remember, like, random pieces of it, and I definitely enjoyed it. It's, like, a really fun TV show with good characters, uh, but you have to be ready for just weird stuff like the people that, like the energy vampires or whatever they're called, or the, the, that like suck out his happiness. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, and his sister has some weird disease, and I can't remember what it is. But she like thinks that the drumsticks are knives or something. Oh, oh, it's like a weird like that. perceptive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah. What what sort of a rating do you think then? Um well I'm gonna compare it to obviously all of the other stuff we've done since then. So I'm gonna pull up the great big list of everything which you can find on our website, entertainmentofexcellence.weebly.com. Um so I was thinking sort of low sevens. Um I think so obviously a good comparison the well the best comparison we can sort of make is Hollywood because that's another TV show. Um yeah. I think 
I, w- I think I enjoyed Hollywood slightly more. Oh. I don't know, but I, I'm just going to go... What did I actually rate Hollywood? Let's have a look. I rated it a 7.0. 7. No, I, a bit That's higher than quite that. low. <laughs> I'm going to go 7.3. Yeah, fair enough. I probably preferred this to Hollywood, and I gave Hollywood a 7.4. So, if it's above that, I'll put it around. 7.5 is like no country for all men. I think, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm going to go 7.5. Cool. Cool. And I'm not allowed to give a rating. No, you're not. (laughs) Grrr. So these are now the official ratings, so that will reorganise the list. Yeah, unfortunately. It was like, if we go on the Hall of Fame, it was like our best TV show, I think. Um, Yeah, it was. And then now it's going to be like second best TV show. Oh, it could. Oh, actually, no. Is it going to be below Psychobill? Yeah, I don't know. Wait and see. Oh yeah, because like about... again. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very high on the sci-fi ones until we. It still is quite high on the sci-fi ones. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also Black Panther, which we'll also get to. the top-rated sci-fi just our first three episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like um, speaking of that, should we move on to Blade Runner? Yes. Tom's um... now allowed to speak. <gasps> oh Thomas. yeah, I rated this one. Yeah. So uh, this is our only unanimous rating which i find quite interesting mm. um i think blade runner is wasn't it oh uh, well, well yeah but there was only two of you yeah and it was the first yeah. episode so um, you know <laughs> i think i mean blade runner is amazing or oh, the one that we we watched the final cut i don't know if you ever specified that Oh, that's true. Probably not. We reviewed it for about 10 minutes. <laughs> Wait, we yeah, watched so the final this cut. This is the final cut. So why do I have a link to the director's cut in the website? Oh, no. The director's cut's supposed to be... No, it says the final cut. You just called it the director's cut. Wait, what? Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll just change that. <laughs> um, But... I mean, it does. It's got such great, like, interesting themes. Obviously, the tears of the rain speech is amazing. The soundtrack by Vangelis, the yeah. acting. I mean, not uh, to be fair, Harrison Ford didn't have to do too much, but it was still good acting. And then when uh, you consider, like, yeah, go on. Yeah, it's so. I think it is really good. Eight point five might be a bit high. I'd give it like eight point three. Which is Ooh. barely any lower, but that's like 8. just a guess. 3. I've not seen it for a while. 8.3, that's so monumentally lower. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, and then I think, yeah, you've mentioned most of what it sort of really leaves an impression on you with. And then there's also the fact that it kind of uh, like was served as the inspiration for like a lot of. Uh, synthwave, cyberpunk, and some vaporwave sort of aesthetics that uh, came in the 2000s, like, looking back. And these were, like, huge music and art movements. So, yeah. it And I, it went, it did well at the time, but, like, so I don't think, like, cult classic is going to be the 
you know the best term to describe it but it's the closest to what you can get to it um and yeah i i, I rewatched it again like early this year um and i was still like as sort of blown away and like not like blown away by it but impressed by it um yeah i think it's actually in your top five isn't it yeah i think i'm gonna stick with 8.5 I think that's yeah. the only rating I gave where I actually agree with it. And yeah, it's in my top I think top it definitely movies. deserves definitely deserves to be at the top spot just because of how sort of revolutionary it is in the sci-fi genre. I haven't seen it in a since we actually watched it back in 2018, but I have read the book since then. I probably preferred the film. And I remember like the sequel so the sequel's probably something that's almost becoming like a bit of a cult classic because that was that mm. didn't do great financially. It got it got it was pretty critically acclaimed, but it just didn't it bombed a bit. Um but I I think the first one I definitely remember being more enjoyable. Yeah, uh, so a... I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna give it an eight point four knock it down by point one. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> which gives it an 8.4 right yeah and it's still at the top so far so yeah well done well we done. knocked it down 0.1 from was, are you proud of us 38 years ago <laughs> nice. nice shut up Tom oh shut up. sorry <laughs> I've seen all of these which is quite funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> the next one is Black Panther, which obviously has been in the news a bit more recently with the the tragic death of uh, Chadwick Boseman, and when you look back on it, especially considering that he was acting and he wasn't just acting, he became the role. He was the perfect person for the role, and he was doing all of this while he was suffering from I think it was was it a type of cancer? Was it prostate cancer or something? It was definitely yeah. cancer. Yeah. And so, like, when he was ill and doing all of this, like, that's a huge feat that he that he did. And, you know, the film was made a lot better because of it. Having said that, I think my rating's a bit too high for this. Because, you know, it wasn't a bad gave film. you 7.5, right? Yeah. I, I still think that's a bit too high um, because it was a good film, um, and it was enjoyable. It fit into the MCU very well, um, and obviously, like outside of the film itself, it became a sort of like cultural uh, icon, I guess, for like the black community. Like finally having the sort of representation in a huge blockbuster superhero movie. I just don't. I just think there were a load of other MCU films um, that were a lot better than it, um, and other films like just in general, like on our website, because like, so I gave it a seven point five. Um, that sort of puts it in line with No Country for Old Men, um, which I personally rated a seven point four. Uh, I don't know. I think um, 
I did. I went on that huge rant, but now I think I might have enjoyed it more than No Country for Old Men. I certainly enjoyed it more than Quiet Place. Um, definitely more than Hollywood. I think so. If I was gonna knock it, I'd do it by point one. Which seems to be the theme of re-rating episodes this time. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> Seven point four. Well, not. Not for me because I gave this an eight point five. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> on par with Blade Runner. Partly because <laughs> I was just so hyped for this film and um, at the time, and it probably still is one of my favorite MCU films. Um, but I know that like the the episodes that we do now, we try to do more. Well, some more indie films, but then we we don't tend to do like big blockbusters. We just try to avoid obvious picks. Um, Apart from Kangaroo, so Jack. I think it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely got like a, quite a bit of rewatchability, and I I really like the performances. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman, but also Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger is a pretty good villain i think the the last act isn't the best especially the final fight sequence but um i think what did you say 7.4 yeah yeah uh i'm gonna give it a 7.6 nice so almost a whole like point drop yeah, nice. I think Killmonger is one of the most nuanced MCU villains. So, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Something else related think... to it, I'll I'll say is, um, I really really enjoyed the soundtrack to it. I, because obviously that's like become like a huge album. You see it absolutely everywhere in record stores, um, and it's always like quite popular on like iTunes and Spotify, but like I listened to it and recently and like there are a couple of songs on there that I that aren't personally my taste, but the majority of it is just really well produced and better than that, it perfectly suits the theme of the film. Because um, a, a lot of it was like executive produced by Kendrick Lamar uh, and he, his lyrics and his style really like helped enhance the film from what i can remember yeah i think a lot of like the phase three this is phase three right i think so yeah phase three mcu yeah a lot of those films tended to have like a very distinct style um, yeah and i think especially since that since black panther there's been the obviously the two big avengers films but you still have to sort of just look at it independently and try to ignore what's come since because well i mean obviously we can consider that but when we were reviewing this uh, initially this was probably my favorite marvel film but since then there's been other ones that i've preferred yeah cool so we've given that a 7.5 which is on par with which is currently on par with the next thing we're going to be discussing, which is episode four, Whoa. Psychoville. Um, Wait, 
I can't remember much about Psychoville, to be honest. I remember, like, I remember the characters very distinctly. Because I remember it was, like, a lot of the comedy was down to, like, the characters' personalities and how they interacted with each other. Um, I I remember finding it very, very funny. Um, I can't remember much of the plot, though, and especially... Season two, I remember not watching all of season two. I think I trailed off after a couple of episodes. Same, I did. I did the same as as I did with Dirk Gently. Yeah, I've yes. seen both seasons because, uh, like, they're just. I just found Psycho really easy to watch, and I like hmm. sort of the dark humor in it. It's, I mean, if it, I had to compare it with like Inside Number Nine and League of Gentlemen, which are the other things that. Steve Pemberton and Reece Shearsmith have done. It's not as good as those by a mile, mm. but um, but like Inside Number Nine is probably one of my favourite shows, so it's quite a high bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the first season, which is so, that's like how many episodes were we actually reviewing when we did this? Um, it was definitely like, more than Dirt Gently, but that's not a very high bar. To... Yeah. <laughs> to beat <laughs> it was more than one <laughs> it was quite a few i think well, we'll say like season four one plus. alone yeah the first season alone i'd probably say if i was just ranking that it would definitely be higher but if you have to factor in the second season which i'm the only person that's watched all of it then mm. it definitely knocks the grade down a bit yeah um what would you give it? Um, well, I enjoyed it more than Good Time, definitely. And um, I think, like, I remember watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I gave it quite a low rating. Now I'm looking back at it, um, I gave it a six point eight. Uh, I remember I, I liked the style of that, but uh, wasn't like didn't leave like a huge lasting impression. But like, I remember. Again with Psychoville, and this might just be because I haven't watched it in two years, it might be better if I'd <laughs> watched it before this episode. I'm thinking 7.2, because I, I I enjoyed it. We've watched better things since then, especially factoring in season two that I just didn't finish because I got bored. Because the first one was undoubtedly good. But after that, it kind of felt like the story was finished and it just sort of dragged on. So I'm going 7.2 on that one. I mean, I think something that we need to say, not only for these original four episodes, but just with everything else we've done as well. Sometimes, because we usually record the episodes like straight after we've finished watching it, sometimes it's not necessarily the most accurate representation of your thoughts in a week's time yeah. or a month's time like for instance good time i think i definitely reviewed too low same with no country for old men uh i mean there's no point going back and changing all of them because that's we could do that forever but um i'd probably say looking at both seasons Probably on par with like Hollywood, maybe seven point three. Ooh, yeah, I I'd, I'd say that is definitely fair. Yeah, 
cool. Something that's quite weird, at least in the UK, is some of their other properties have been quite controversial. Like, I think League of Gentlemen's been banned. Yeah. And I also noticed that Inside Number 9's just disappeared off Netflix. Oh. I don't know what happened with that. Inside Number 9? I don't know about that. I assume... I don't see why it would be controversial, but I tried to search it the other day and it just didn't have any results. I think League of Gentlemen will have been because of the taxi driver. Yeah. Uh, Babs Cabs, because, I mean, it, it is a bit transphobic. Yeah. Oh, and also, yeah. League of, and also, actually, it probably wasn't banned because of Papa that. Cause it's the UK, so they don't care. Yeah, Papa Lazarou, that's it. But, I mean... I don't know about it, it, it was, number it nine. Di- Yeah, it's a different era, though, you've got to remember. Yeah. Compared to um, what they've done since. But I don't know what happened with Inside Number 9. Maybe, I think it could just be that BBC iPlay is... Got it removed off Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Because they want to. There's that new Britbox thing. They might be trying to push that. So. I suppose if it was taken off because it was controversial, there'd have been like articles about it, and I I didn't see anything yeah. about it's not, Inside Number yeah. Nine specifically. It's not controversial, I wouldn't say. No, no. So yeah, I definitely recommend listeners to check some of their other stuff if they can. Yeah. It's not banned. Yeah. Well, before we move on to the Q&A, let's just gloss over quickly what we thought of the actual episodes of the podcast. What did we think of our previous performances and the the format? I think I'll start by saying my voice is pretty similar to what it was now, but a lot less expressive and a lot more monotone. Yeah, that's quite impressive. Yes. Yes, I very much enjoyed that film. (laughs) Now let's do a quiz. <laughs> Something I noticed about me was I just always interrupted you. You I did? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time you were speaking, it was like I was trying to say something. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose it, but, it sort um, of happens a bit now as well, because, but that's because we're doing it over Discord and there's a time delay. When we're recording together, it's fine. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I I don't understand well, I mean, whatsoever the the quiz though. What was the point of that? <laughs> because on podcast platforms <laughs> the five minute review and then <laughs> twenty minute quiz. Yeah, because on podcast platforms so, like you still literally We used to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, we used to literally just read out IMDb reviews. Like, yeah, people we, we, can go onto the website and read them themselves. Yeah, and like, to be fair, the quiz would have maybe been okay if we'd included a screen recording on the YouTube version and cut it out for the podcast platforms. But we didn't do that. You know? <laughs> and the first Plus, couple episodes, we, we full on... Ed- go on. I was just going to say, we used to edit it quite a bit. And oh, it became... well, you did. And um, yeah. well, first of all, the episodes were quite a bit shorter. And but we seem to get so much in them. I don't even know how we used to spend like five minutes on things. Like the episode four, we managed to review Psychoville and do an award show and have recommendations and do a Q and A, like <laughs> forty five minutes. Yeah, and somehow we made it so. Like there wasn't awkward silences. It was just the complete opposite. It was awkward because there was no, not a single second of silence. 
Yeah, we used to f- over edit far too much. It there were no no there was no breaks. Like here, obviously there are some times when there's a bit of silence because no one knows what to say. But that's kind of natural. That's what happens in normal conversation anyway. Um, and yeah, you would have cut out. Literally, just in that sentence, in that sen- in my sentence just there, you would have cut out that gap. Yeah, <laughs> just things like that. That was like, whoa. Um, but, uh, to be fair, though, I do appreciate you taking the time to edit those episodes because you did yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean oh. that did sometimes mean that the episodes were delayed for two months and then never came out. But <laughs> it was <laughs> it was yeah. good that you did it. Yeah, and one last thing we'll point out. But I mean. If people hadn't already hear, heard this, is episode two. From about halfway through, Ollie starts saying a lot less and interrupting a lot less, and he sounds different. <laughs> I don't know why. Let me think. And he, he he only seems to be saying the same like three phrases. Like yeah, okay, and I agree. I wonder why that was. Maybe it was because we ran out of time to finish recording. Tom and I met up at a I later point and recorded our parts, and then Ollie just like <laughs> he, we've got a five-minute recording of him going, "Yeah, yeah, all right, okay, I agree, yes." <laughs> For this episode, I would like to recommend Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, that, you did edit it that really well. Like you can't, like obviously, if you know, then you know. But I think. Yeah, it's quite it, difficult to tell like, if you working with the material I had. It was quite good. <laughs> it was just yeah. like Tom and I were just like, yeah, that was that was a good film. That was a good film. Ollie, would you like to? This we could, we I would like to recommend yeah. Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I mean, to be fair, like podcasts are a lot less popular then, and they were starting to grow in popularity, which I think is why we. If we'd have carried on and never had a massive break, then maybe, who knows, we could have thousands of listeners. Could have a Ooh. Joe Rogan Spotify deal for $100 million. <laughs> yes. Should we move on to the Q&A? Yeah. So, yeah. this was groovy. Um, we originally tweeted out and... Uh, put on Instagram Q&A stuff and we didn't get any for quite a while and we were worried that we weren't going to get any but then loads came in one go and um, we've now got quite a few to go through so let's let's just start at the beginning yeah so our first question is from Moral- Morality Walks on Twitter might be is, what has been the most rewarding creative moment in your journey so far hmm this was quite a difficult question for me. Um, one thing I am proud of is the intro music because oh, yeah. I kind of I did that. I mean, even though I was literally right at the start, like I bashed it out quite fast, and I really liked the melodies, and it sounded really rough because I'm terrible at production. And then I send it over to Ben, and he like really polishes it up and add, adds some extra harmony, and it's literally just us messing around with like our Chewbacca impressions and stuff, and. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's pretty good for what it is, and having like someone's cough as the snare drum, I don't know, I, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it's kind of become yeah. iconic at this point. <laughs> like, I, I listen yeah. to it and I actually quite like it, it sounds like a radio jingle. Yeah, it's so, cool. yeah. Maybe we could um, introduce more jingles. 
Maybe we could. <laughs> well, we were going to, did we? But then never came to fruition. Mm. It's time yeah. for recommendations. Yeah. Never saw the light of day. Um, I also there was I really liked. There's no because a podcast is kind of a weird thing to talk about, like creative moments. But there were just the things like where we we talked about theories that we had behind films or interpretations we had of them without looking anything up i always found yeah. that quite cool that... so i think we did that with being john malkovich and a bit for no country for old men but we did get a bit of aid looking some stuff up but um i always found that quite cool it, if you had i'd like whenever we had ideas about a film that were our own ideas that was i i liked that yeah yeah I think those are all good points. One last thing I'll add for me creatively. I, well, I don't know, like creatively is like pushing it a bit, but um, sort of by the, because we rebooted this podcast in lockdown. Um, we started off on Discord and then sort of the restrictions came down a bit and we started recording a bit together. And then by episode 21, we were aware that like, because of, stuff that was going on we weren't going to be able to record together again for quite a bit but by that point um i'd sort of perfected the audio um so if you listen to episode 21 the or the audio quality of our voices is like really crisp and really precise yes. it's not over compressed it's not like ear raping you it's like pretty much like spot on the podcast sound you'd be wanting to listen to and i'm very proud of that yeah that yeah i even pointed that out when we were listening to some of them back that episode 21's audio is is really good yeah also the thumbnails then... are, are all really good i just want to yeah out, so well done ben mm. ben does all the technical stuff <laughs> yeah what about you ollie um i was just gonna say as well like I remember in the two popes episodes, because we like switched around the order of episodes. Like at the start of one, like I have a really good sounding mic, literally for the intro, and then it just switches back to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't really think of any rewarding moments. I think the thing I'm probably most proud of, I guess, is like the submission spotlight and the fact that people actually sent in stuff for us to review mm. and yeah how we were able to like give feedback on other people's work yeah and hopefully as we become a little bit more popular we'll get more people sending stuff in so we can help people out a bit more yeah unfortunately the latest submission kind of fell through a bit I do, we don't know what happened to them the twitter account just disappeared so yeah, sorry yeah. about that. We teased that Absolutely. for like three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. So, Custard Kong on Twitter has asked, "What are the best and worst films you've reviewed?" Uh, and they they're guessing that Robot Monster is the worst one. Well, so Ooh. you can sort of see this on our website. We've got Hall of Fame, and on the bus, we've got Hall of Shame. So. We'll, we'll look at the, the worst ones so far. Yes, you're right. The Robot Monster is one of the worst ones. Uh, bottom three we have Robot Monster at 4.1. Uh, mile 22 just slightly higher at 
and the worst film we've ever done, Kangaroo Jack at two point two. <laughs> I think so. I think Robot Monster was made worse, as in the filmmaking quality was worse, but it was more enjoyable than Kangaroo Jack for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, so it, I, like. I, yeah, it wasn't necessarily intended to be a masterpiece in the first place. It was just like a a B film with like a relatively cheap budget, and it was only like an hour long. Whereas Kangaroo Jack, you can't get much worse than a bad comedy. It's so yeah. messy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best films, I think, obviously Blade Runner is really good, but my personal favorites are have been. I'm thinking of ending things, and I also really liked. Marriage Story and Being John Malkovich. I mean, they're mm. all near the top, but they're kind of my like favorite ones. Yeah, they kind I wrote of they down, switch around. I wrote down the ones that I had written the prestigious, uh, given the an eight, which is obviously like the top quality ones. And I, well, I know Stalker. There was like a massive disparity between. I gave it an eight point two, but Tom only uh, no Ben gave it a seven point two five. So I feel like that was one of my favorite we've done, but for some reason, it, it's just brought down quite a lot because of that overall. Yeah. Then the other ones are Blade Runner, uh, being John Malkovich and Nightcrawler. I didn't actually. I think I was the only person that didn't give. I'm thinking of any things an eight. So I might have brought that down yeah, a little bit. Seven point eight, how dare you? <laughs> okay, so Custer Kong also asked, "What's your favorite?" Wait, Ben, what about yours? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you? What's your favorite? Oh, um, I'm just boring. It's the ones near the top. Uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of ending things and being John Malkovich. To be honest. Yeah, um, cool. Are there any you like that liked more than other people? You let um, me interview more. I yeah, I think I did. Um, did I like It Couldn't Happen Here a bit more as well? To be fair, yes. I'd, I'd definitely be biased on that one because I am a Pet Shop Boys fan. I was only 0.3 more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did like the interview quite a bit more, 7.8. I don't know, I just quite like the filmmaking you. and the, uh, yeah. it was the style. Yeah, good. Yeah. Tom gave... No Country for Old Men, quite a bit higher than us, I remember, but... Yes, I'd probably, I you only gave it too low. He's a Coen Brothers fanboy. I, I am. <laughs> yeah. I think I gave... I, there are quite a few films I gave more, like Marriage Story. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of anything Ben gave a tiny bit more. Yeah. Point one more. <laughs> well, let's let's move on. Um, Custer Kong also asked what your favourite other podcasts. Um... I used to listen to quite a lot of podcasts, but I'm I at the moment I'm not really listening to a load. Um, I did listen to. I I actually recommended uh, Office Ladies quite a while back, but I kind of stopped oh, yeah. listening to that because it it just got repetitive and there was not really much new added to each episode. Um, the one that I would recommend is called Cold Case Detective. Um, and it's it's basically just like a podcast version of this YouTube channel. I think it was one of the first ones I ever subscribed to as well, uh, called <sighs> Top Fives. Um, it basically it's 
as the name suggests, it kind of just goes through cold cases, gives the evidence, uh, gives a couple of theories, um, and sort of leaves you to draw your own conclusions. It's just like an interesting listen that like you don't need to pay much attention to, but you can still get a lot of enjoyment out of. Yeah, um, I, I've also got off podcast a bit because I've just started listening to more music instead. Although not really new music, I've just been, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to, but. Uh, but the podcast I do like when I go back to them, uh, obviously I recommended Ain't Slayed Nobody, which was a great Call of Cthulhu podcast. And I also, uh, it's quite a famous one, but one I really like is uh, the Gus and Eddie podcast. So that's two YouTubers, Gus Johnson, who does like sketch videos, and Eddie Burback, who does uh, comedic commentary videos. It's It's just their podcast. And they literally, I don't know how they do it, but they just like chat to each other for an hour and at the back end they take questions from fans and just talk about them uh it's it's really impressive they're both hilarious people and have like great bits and stuff in them where they just do like awkward silence it's it's brilliant so that that's a really good one nice i i'm the same i used to listen to more but um in terms of like film ones i know i've recommended the weekly planet before uh, I also listen to uh, the host of that does like another episode, another podcast with his wife called Suggestible, which is pretty good. Um, I listen, I occasionally listen to one called Castcast, which is like the podcast of a YouTuber called Carson Runquist. Um, I listen to a few basketball ones, like No Dunks, but they're probably not that relevant. And then. Mm-hmm. I listen to quite a niche one called Entertainment of Excellence. <laughs> yeah. Which is a pretty good podcast. Oh, that's weird. I also listen to that. Do you? Yeah, they've only got 11 subscribers. I wonder who the other nine are. <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure that it's their 25th episode coming up soon. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, let's move on. Yeah, so... um third question in a row from Custard Kong and it's, if you were making a horror movie, would you prefer to have a monster or a zombie to provide the scares and why? I I had a big think about this one because <laughs> I've been watching Ash vs. Evil Dead recently which is all about killing a lot of zombies um, but uh, okay so, <laughs> I set some scenarios I think if if it was kind of like a smaller scale horror film, definitely a monster because you can have like really interesting backstories about them or dynamics surrounding them. So like Alien springs to mind or even like The Fly, although I've not even seen it, but <laughs> I know it's an iconic thing at one. Uh, um, you know, having backstories or interesting mechanics behind them are really cool. I think if it's a bigger scale thing, Definitely zombies, because zombies uh, are, can be really cool. Obviously, have the kind of interesting morality aspect of a lot of the times characters will end up seeing people that they knew as zombies, uh, and maybe having to decapitate them and all that. But if if I had to pick between the two, I would probably have a, a monster because I I really like the kind of small space trapped uh you know creeping around with this unknown being chasing them because i think 
zombies are you know a lot more about them whereas if if there's more stuff unknown and the characters learn stuff about this weird monster i think that's cooler and also more scary so i would say a monster yeah i i agree i I think that like the zombie films market is a bit saturated and yeah uh, mid 2000s was a yeah quite a time I mean, yeah. personally, I'm at just... At the same time, like... Yeah. Well, like, Shaun of the Dead, I mean, that's obviously not a horror film, but that's, like, a really good yeah. mock of zombie films. Uh, and I definitely agree, like, a monster can have more of, like, an ominous and mysterious presence. And, like, as the film goes on, the characters sort of learn more about it and how to avoid it or whatever, or defeat it. But I think probably... I'd, in a horror film, I probably prefer a like a human villain or a psychopath over a monster or a zombie. But out of the two, probably monster. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's pretty easy for me. I just I've never really been a fan of zombies or zombie movies. I just not like the closest I can sort of get to describing how I feel about them. And forgive me for this. Is they're cringe. I just. <laughs> I like there's there's so much you can do with monsters that I think that zombies are just kind of as you said they were overused especially in like the 2000s market and and uh, like obviously when you're going into a horror movie like a lot of people aren't going in like specifically to be scared but like I just I don't, I don't really find zombies like intimidating or like even good plot points so I definitely go monster <sighs> Have you seen any zombie films? Yeah, I have. I oh, can't remember which ones. I'm just wondering I if you've seen, seen like, terrible ones. Yeah. I mean, I actually haven't seen any, but I've read World War Z, <laughs> and I've seen <laughs> The Walking Dead, or parts of it. And early Walking Dead is very good. Like, really good horror. And, and now I'm watching Ash vs. Evil Dead, which I'll just talk about very briefly, which is comedy horror, except it doesn't like just disregard the horror. It's still got some good horror elements. And then where it'll have the creeping fear of... They're not really zombies, they're called deadites. It's like an embodiment of evil. I don't know, it's difficult to explain. But it does the creeping horror in small spaces, and then uh, basically the main character, Ash, will sort of find a way where he'll get his chainsaw hand and his double-barreled shotguns, and then it has amazing action scenes of him just mowing through zombies and stuff and very over-the-top comedic violence, uh, and it's great fun. Yeah. So I think zombie stuff can have its merits. Cool. Yeah. Let's. I need to see, like, uh, Day of the Dead or whatever it is, the or Dawn of the Dead, the, the you know, the OG zombie film. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try and keep the answers a little bit shorter for now because we've got quite a few to get through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, we could so... save them for next episode, maybe. Yeah, time. I mean, let's 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 see how we go. What's so, next? Uh, Ollie's mum has uh, <laughs> asked, "What are our reasons for the top five films on the website?" Well, those have uh, recently moved now, so uh, the current top five is Blade Runner. Being John Malkovich. No, I, no, I think it, it no, means the about us section. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I'll I'll have a quick rundown. I've got, I've got a quick thing. So I've got 
for Blues Brothers, that is like what a, it, I just love it. It's it's really fun uh, and entertaining. It's got great music, great blues, obviously, and it's like just ridiculous comedy in the best way. Like uh, a million police cars crashing into each other. The, last the whole yeah, <laughs> the whole like military chasing after two people that are just in a blues band <laughs> it's it's so funny i've seen it loads of times uh, uh scott pilgrim has amazing editing and just style obviously edgar wright is brilliant michael Sears' performance is great uh I, I love the writing that's also just a really fun film uh the dark knight maybe the greatest action film of all time Ooh, <laughs> it's got like a, an amazing score some interesting character moments, as long as you can get over Batman's stupid voice, uh, and it just it just looks great as well. All the cinematography and stuff, and Gotham. I, I don't know. It's I know it's kind of a cliche favorite film to have, but I love it. Uh, Train Spotting has like iconic characters. It's really funny. It's got quite dark comedy, and also uh, can actually be quite horrific uh, when it needs to. Um, so it can, it's really impactful and also talks about the like, dangers of addiction. And it's got re- really good directing moments, like when one of the characters takes heroin and then kind of like sinks into the floor. And it uh, even as he's being moved around and stuff, it still makes it look like he's sunk into the floor, which is really good. And then Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri has a really good mix of comedy and drama. Uh, the pacing is... It's not really standard pacing, but I really like the way it's paced. Uh, it's got great characters, great acting, and there's a specific moment that would be a spoiler that always makes me tear up. Nice. Uh, so yeah, is really it good. Woody Harrelson? It, it could be. <laughs> Groovy. Well, yeah. So um, my list comprises of five uh, cliche favorite films. <laughs> <laughs> But first of all, I've, I've actually got a few honourable mentions that almost made Ooh. it onto the list. One of them is Hot Fuzz. Nice. Yeah. A great comedy. One of them is A Clockwork Orange, which Ooh, is... I still need to see probably, it. She's on it's mine. probably my top three favourite books. Uh, yeah. But it didn't quite make it into the films. Um, Blade Runner, Shining, and probably like maybe Pulp Fiction or... Yeah, some of I need Tarantino's to rewatch. Others. I need to rewatch Pulp Fiction. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'll just keep it brief. So, I put Empire Strikes Back. That's probably like, well, Star Wars is like probably my favorite franchise and probably the franchise that had the biggest impact on me. So, and that's just like the climax of the story. Well, not yeah, like the climax of the story, and it's just a great film. Shawshank Redemption, I haven't actually seen in a while, but it's just like a really compelling story of um, prison life. And also, like, not just people that are in prison, but like people that work at prison and like what what prison actually can mean to some people. Uh, Inception, it's, it's got like really good character development, a really good score, great action, and quite a few like themes and messages underneath the action um dark knight i mean tom's already talked about but like i guess just it's like a 
dark and gritty portrayal of a superhero film with Heath Ledger's performance, which is obviously amazing. And then Reservoir Dogs is just a great debut of a director. I just really like like the claustrophobic atmosphere and how it all centers around like one plot. Reservoir Dogs, I think, is my favorite Tarantino film. And it always yeah. confused me at Pulp Fiction's at the top of everyone else's list, which is why I want to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can understand why, because it's sort of like, it, it's just so, like, the non linear storytelling is so memorable and distinct, but it's, it kind of makes it confusing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll keep mine brief. My top five movies are all quite similar in that they're generally like uh older science fiction or horror movies uh with the exception of joker um which i i saw at the cinema um i've seen it once since uh and just like the new portrayal of like the joker in as a more nuanced character because he's definitely not a hero um but like the way that the, the viewers can have a bit more sympathy with, for him because of the way the system has sort of treated him and driven him insane. Um, obviously, like great editing, uh, great cinematography, um, and I love the the style of the film. All of my all of my films, I think I really either like the story and the style, or just the style itself is like incredibly good i think that's sort of what draws me to a movie so obviously blade runner i talked about about joker quickly yeah go on um well i just think that like when people compare you you can't really compare like heath ledger and rockin phoenix because phoenix portrays like the start of the film is not even joker and it's sort of like him becoming the joker whereas phoenix is i mean Ledger's like the prime of his madness and they're just very very different but they're both great performances yeah um Blade Runner I've already talked about it's uh, a very stylistic movie it's got a great score great action and cinematography um The Thing by John Carpenter um that's sort of like a great example of horror that I really enjoy. Um, it's sort of like the claustrophobia of um, there being a certain amount of people in one base um, and people don't know if they can't trust each other and relationships break down because the the thing itself can shapeshift. Um, and its endings also very impactful as well. I have uh, They Live, which is also by John Carpenter, as an honourable mention. I, I also enjoyed that quite a bit, but I don't think it made it quite onto the list. Um, there's a, a Clockwork Orange as well. Um, I've also read the book. I don't I don't actually know if I prefer the book or the, the film. I think they're slightly different. Not like um, The Shining different, but um, yeah, just like the, the themes in A Clockwork Orange that and obviously the score, like, and the way that they're doing, like, incredible violence to, like, Beethoven in the background, it's, it leaves quite an impression, <laughs> and uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And lastly, there's Videodrome, um, 
which is a, a David Cronenberg film, who's a, a great director, uh, another sort of sci-fi horror one, um, just sort of like the style of it I really enjoyed, um, had some great acting in it, and unfortunately I, I didn't put Scanners on there, or like Scanners Cop, or, or, or Scanners Doppelgamers, <laughs> because I haven't seen them. Oh, I've seen Scanners actually, but I haven't seen any of the other ones. Um, so that's a shame. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, Ooh. so um, how in also for Wally's mom, how influenced are you by the IMDb rating of a film before you watch it? And are there any ratings you feel are unjustified? Uh, this I've actually tried to start avoiding looking at IMDb ratings where I can. I mean, I still have to look at them if I want to choose, you know, see what things are worth watching. But if there's something new coming out, I try to avoid it. So I didn't look at the IMDb rating for Joker. I mean, partly that was because I watched it on the opening night and I really liked it. And at the end, someone shouted like, well, that was rubbish. Uh, <laughs> and I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure it was amazing. <laughs> and... Uh, it turns out that people agreed with me. So I was like, phew, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. And I also didn't see the IMDb rating for I'm Thinking of Ending Things either, which I'm glad about. And I really enjoyed that. So, but sometimes, uh, like, if if I see it's got really high, I'll get too high expectations of it and not like it or force myself into enjoying something. Or if it's kind of mediocre, if it ever drags even a tiny bit, I kind of go like, oh, you know, and don't like it as much as maybe I could have. So I, I think I am influenced by them and I try to avoid them as much as possible. Also because usually IMDb ratings are, are like really high. Um, mm. So I think some things are too highly rated. I don't think The Godfather should be so high, hot take. Yeah. I'm, I'm also definitely influenced by them i try to avoid them but i usually don't I've, I've got a list of like some that i think are too high like godfather uh the irishman not the imdb score but the meta score was ridiculous yeah um like dark knight rises an 8.3 seems a bit high end game 8.3 uh the big Lebowski, I don't think, deserves an 8.1, but that's just <gasps> my opinion, man. Dare you. Ooh, <laughs> uh, well, that's just like your opinion, man. It is. Isn't that literally my status two... on Discord? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for too low, being John Malkovich is only a 7.7, which is quite... I don't think that's fair. Um, that Unbreakable, I, I like quite a bit, but that's a 7.3. Like, I couldn't... Some people don't like it as much, but I think it's a good film. And then, like, the Black Mirror Bandersnatch, that's a 7.2. I don't think that's fair, because especially with, like, it's, it's, it was obviously difficult to use that sort of technology. Um, So I think that's probably the best they could have done with what they had. Yeah. Um. Well, I personally... I used to be very influenced by IMDb ratings, but ever since we've restarted the podcast, I've kind of just been avoiding them because I want my opinion to be straight from the source and unbiased. 
um, obviously I'll occasionally see things if I'm like researching a film beforehand or something um, but I don't actively seek them out anymore um, purely because like I don't know you can have different opinions to what the IMDB ratings are and that's like absolutely fine and I think I used to be very much of the oh well if I'm not like in a similar range to IMDB then I'm wrong and that's right which like just isn't true um having said that i can't think of anything off the top of my head i think it's too controversial that hasn't already been said um i'll probably think of something and just randomly interject it later in the episode because i didn't prepare any <laughs> of these difficult. questions like i was looking back and i was just thinking of things but the majority of them were pretty similar to what I thought of it, so maybe I am influenced by them too much. I yeah. mean, our original four episodes was pretty much just the IMDb podcast. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, uh, right. yeah. Our next question from Ariana is favorite childhood films. Ooh. Um... I've I've got two that definitely stood out because I just watched them on repeat. So uh, Nemo was definitely my favourite Disney Pixar film, which I think is a very good choice. Well done, young me. It's it's it is truly amazing. Um, Fish are friends, not food. All of that. Uh, Marlin is a great character, and his dynamic with Dory is really good. So I love that. And then the other one, which I barely remember now, is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Have you two? (laughs) It's widely regarded as the best Scooby-Doo film. Uh, Not that Scooby-Doo is the pinnacle of filmmaking, but I owned that on VHS. Wow, I'm old. (laughs) Not really. But yeah, that was definitely one that I just watched over and over and over again. I've definitely seen it, but probably like once or twice. I, I don't know why I liked it so much. <laughs> I've, I think I've got about 30 Scooby-Doo films on DVD. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to think. Um, again, I can't think of much off the top of my head, apart from I remember being absolutely obsessed with the Winnie the Pooh films. And there was one in particular I just kept on watching, and apparently it is Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. And I can't remember much about that, apart from basically the twist is like, well, Christopher Robin's gone off to Skull. Spoilers. Awful <laughs> island. Yeah, they have to go to Skull <laughs> Island to rescue him, and it turns out he's just gone to school. That's, that's <laughs> it, and, the, and the Winnie the Pooh's uh, misheard it. But not going to lie, Winnie the Pooh is kind of fire. <laughs> I stick by that. Are we going to have to edit the intro saying spoilers for Winnie the Pooh? I mean, I did say this may contain spoilers, so... You did. For every film ever made. (laughs) Um, Films that I watched a lot as a child. Space Jam. Um, The Snowman at Christmas. used to watch all the time. Uh, I think on one holiday, apparently I wanted to watch Shrek every single day. <laughs> oh yeah, Shrek! Shrek but... 
Shrek's a Shrek. good one. I had it on DVD, but it was scratched, so it always stuck on the hallelujah scene of like a still frame of Farquaad. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to watch... I, I, I had seen it before, but it got scratched because I saw it so much. So instead, oh. I just had to watch the um, 3D extra, like, bonus film. Yeah, <laughs> I've came got with that. 3D glasses. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, that, that Shrek's a classic. Incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the last ones were just, when I was a bit older, the prequel. Oh. Yeah, I... The first film I saw at the cinema was Ratatouille. <gasps> there you go. Amazing. Nice. Amazing Pixar film. Okay. Yeah. Ariana I... also asks, are there any films you really like, not because it's good, but because you just enjoy it? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go off. Ob- Birdemic, classic. Yeah. <laughs> it is really fun to watch. And uh, I think maybe Blues Brothers could count because it's not exactly the most impeccably well-made film. There's some awkward acting in it because they use like actual musicians. And uh, but I I think it adds to the kind of the charm of it. It's it's goofy in a fun way, which makes me enjoy it more. I don't know why. It's just like an actual saxophone player dancing on the counter of a chicken restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I just like it. It's just fun. I wish yeah, I do that... wish I had like a guilty pleasure action film that is really over the top and ridiculous, but I still love. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not over the top, so it's not fun. Yeah, no under the on. top. <laughs> it is under the top. Yeah, I personally don't I have any like. like yeah, go on. That, um, a lot of people like you know, like we did um, heavy metal. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I but um, uh, some of the DC films aren't necessarily the best, but they're quite fun. Uh, yeah, Kickass. Oh. I mean, <laughs> that is, terror, it is good. But, um, and then I remember like there was quite a lot of controversy with Venom, and like a lot of <laughs> critics gave it awful reviews. But then Venom, Venom, uh, fans. So yeah, yeah. I don't really have a guilty pleasure movie. Um. I wish I did. I'm, I'm not cool enough for a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> I guess one that comes to mind, I suppose, is like They Live by John Carpenter because like it's a really good film and it's got like good writing, good sort of themes, I guess. But like, there's no denying that like the costumes are really cheesy. The <laughs> the the whole premise when like the the aliens are introduced, um, they just like. I suppose if you weren't going into this expecting that it'd be like a cheesier like um action flick then like you'd probably be laughing like laughing in your your seat because they they look just like quite bad but I I kind of like cheesy cheesier like sci-fi and horror movies to a degree as long as they're not like don't have terrible writing you know yeah um uh, I think that's sort of it. I can't think of anything else specifically that will come to mind, like because of that. Unfortunately, I'm great like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next question is from Ollie, 
and he says, um, I "Oh, I actually, no, we'll 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 leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that till later." Um, oh, wait. Shall, shall I read your question out then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> so this question's from Ben. Oh, what would you that? like to have changed or improved about the podcast by our fiftieth episode? Um, I, I've I thought about this. Uh, and for me, it's just general. I mean, I still do it, but I'm trying to use fewer fillers while talking, even just in general, because I still say like a lot when mm. I often want to say what someone has said and it annoys me when I do it. But also on the podcast, I want to stop that. I also want to try and stop pauses while talking. Maybe not the amount of pauses, just how long they are. And just get a general improve knowledge of filmmaking so we can better critique stuff and we can pick up on things that have been done well or not as not as well and i also want to be kind of more lively and fun where needed you know so it's more yeah. engaging i mean from this a actually... go on. Go on. Oh. i mean from a from a technical perspective the podcast has improved so much um as yes. I mentioned earlier, the audio is like when we record together, it's like the best it can possibly be. Um, I guess the only thing that's kind of lacking is the video. Like we've just kind of got essentially what could, what well, isn't, but like it could just be a PowerPoint slide. Um, it'd be cool if there was like a bit more animation. Um, I don't mind the intro at the moment. Um, maybe change it up at some point in the future, but it's it's nice as it is. Apart from that, maybe a logo, a slightly better one. Uh, mm. I don't know. That and also being a bit more lively, being a bit more knowledgeable. Um, and for me personally, like reading or watching or listening or uh, just um, absorbing more media so I'm not like running out of recommendations every other episode. Yeah, same. I wish I had more time. <laughs> you have too many. Um, you do like yeah, two each I, episode. I still feel like I need to see more. <laughs> I I could. I I found it quite easy when it was when we weren't at school, but now it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So for me, I guess also like the filler thing. I would say sort of. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm probably improving a bit, but just mm. stop doing that. Um. This is a bit vague, but like listening back to the past episodes, not even like the first episodes because you can't really compare them, but it's like episode five, six, seven. We've definitely become more seamless and got a better structure. And if we just continue doing that, I don't really know how, but um, that would definitely be cool. And then the last thing's just more fan interaction. Yeah. Maybe getting more like submissions or whatever but i mean we, that's sort of outside of our control yeah I, i'd like to get back to doing clips at some point like it's it was kind of hard before because i kind of didn't have the time but maybe if i sort of prioritize stuff i'll be able to do at least one um yeah and you know like obviously we'd love submissions um we'd love to like abs like every episode review a different form of entertainment and you know hopefully hopefully someone can get a bit of feedback from the general like essentially we're just the general consumer um and also like 
obviously this probably isn't going to happen by like the 50th um but like i don't know at some point in the future maybe a bit more promotion i guess because you know it'd be cool to if we had like a few listeners who'd be interested to check these people out even if they just get one more listener to their music or one more view on one more subscriber Mm. on youtube or whatever you know every little bit helps yeah cool um so i don't know who asked this but someone has asked what is your favorite uh netflix series uh i've got a few answers for this because i didn't know if it meant just favorite series on netflix or netflix original series so just favorite series on netflix uh obviously i'm a massive breaking bad and better call Saul fanboy love them amazing writing bravo vince and all that uh <laughs> it's just it's just like really compelling shows that i think are great and obviously netflix uh do have like amazing tv series like so many of them are good that that i've seen i, I mean usually because i try and only watch the good ones things like um uh, narcos is really good and uh another one Stranger Things, obviously, but I think my favorite Netflix ones, depending on how I'm feeling, I really like Mind Hunter, about interviewing the uh, serial killers. That's like really good. It's got like horror elements, thriller, great. Just conversations that the kind of conversations with serial killer in that style of the interview. So Ben would probably like that as well. And in terms of kind of comedy, I think BoJack Horseman is probably one of the greatest. Uh, animated shows of all time it's really funny and also really just dark and depressing and it gives you like existential crises crises at points so but i think it's it starts bojack horseman was a tricky one for me to say is like one of my favorite ones because it starts off a bit weaker but i think when you get to like the penultimate episode of a season one and season two like after season two, it gets it gets really good. There's some amazing like conceptual episodes and stuff. Uh, so those two are kind of my favorite Netflix original ones. Speaking of um, good animated shows, mine is Hoops. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. Um, okay, for you, I was worried. <laughs> I don't. It's a joke. I think it's it's quite uh, easy. Probably Black Mirror. Mm. But I the problem with that is I think the okay season three is really good, but I think the BBC series are, are better. So do they not <laughs> count? I don't know because like Arrested Development is also one of my favorite TV shows, and Netflix picked it up. Except the Netflix series is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> or it's not as good as the original ones. I don't know. I think series three and four are good. Yeah. I'm going to be quite boring and say Black Mirror as well. Um, But I'll also add, um, I really enjoyed um, Umbrella Academy recently. Um, Oh, yes, that's good. That's really fun. Both both of the seasons are quite different in the way that they were like, the the sort of the tone and the the storylines. But um, both of them were very good. Um, And it's left on a cliffhanger. So I'm, I'm hoping... They do a third season and they don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Mindhunter has 
only got two seasons and it has like a five season plan and they've still not renewed it for a third season so what are you doing netflix come on <laughs> yeah get on the ball i mean umbrella academy was like really popular and hopefully they'll there's that demand for it so yeah all yeah. they need to do is just not screw it up please <laughs> how about netflix films Hmm. Uh, there's not. I mean, Mine's just the good ones. Story. Like I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of ending things and marriage story are really good. Yeah, I think of 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 Scrooge is an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. And a uh, tall girl obviously is a <laughs> tall girl is a ten out of ten. <laughs> I honestly can't follow that movie one bit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Should we move on to the next question? Yee, that is a, a that is a cool idea. So, if you had a couple, and it, it doesn't say who asked this, if if you had a couple, spare couple of hours, would you choose to watch a film? Oh, it's from Karen. Uh, would you choose to watch a film, watch TV, or read a book? Uh, I'm I feel a bit guilty about this currently. I would watch TV because for some reason watching a film feels like too much of a commitment. Even yeah, though same. Watching um, two hours of a TV show and watching a two-hour film is exactly the same. And I don't know why. Uh, I guess... I, I wish also that I would be reading a book, but just currently there's nothing that, I've, that I own that I'm compelled to read, even though like, I've been reading... I, I started reading like the Culture series. I need to finish that and the Discord novels, but I just kind of feel a bit demoted demotivated towards a reading currently but uh i've been looking at getting the june novels recently because obviously the new film is coming out so i I might start reading them yeah i guess um i think the reason why it's easier to go into a tv show than a film is because with a film you've got like 20 minutes of exposition and getting to know the characters Whereas with a TV show, once you've got past the first episode, you know what's happening and you can just sort of dive straight back into it without having to like mentally like compartmentalize uh, the characters and what's going on and everything. Yeah. It's just easier to dive in. For me, yeah, it's the same. It's TV. Uh, film's a bit too much effort um, because I've got a lot going on in my life right now. Um, and then book even more so. It's like... Because... With a book, you you have to physically put effort into it, into like reading it and to um, sort of visualizing the story and everything. Whereas with a film or TV, you can just sort of sit back and relax, I guess. Yeah. I feel a bit guilty. I, I should be reading me, more books, but like, yeah. For me, it depends on like two factors, which is like time of day and frame of mind. Uh, yeah. I think at the moment, I, I very rarely watch film in one sitting uh but at the moment i'm probably i'm not actually really watching much many tv shows i'm just sort of watching films that are on my netflix list and stuff um, yeah i i do like reading but i like i i like reading novels but then i also read some stuff for school so I, i'm not always motivated to sit and read that stuff um, but it's probably probably at the moment films, but most of the time TV shows. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, so then, by the way, the, the Netflix question, shout out, that was from Annika. Uh, this question is from Ivan, and it is, if you could be any superhero in real life, who would you be and why? Hmm. Um, obviously, Spider-Man. There is no other correct answer. Uh, if you pick anyone else, you're wrong. Go on. <laughs> All right. Spider-Ham. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Spider-Man would just be so fun, though. Can, can you go a super villain? around? Because if you can go a super villain, Ooh. I want to be the really <laughs> chunky kingpin from <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Did I just have that chunk on me? might improve my life somewhat. Yeah, uh, no, be but a seriously. Giant meatball. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Do you no. just want to get rid of your neck? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, I, I don't know. I've always found Iron Man really cool. Like, and the fact that because he's got like technology as well, he's better than Spider Man, even though Spider Man gets like an Iron Man spider suit in uh, Spider Man Homecoming. So, like, get wrecked. But Iron Man doesn't have any powers. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's His true. Power but... is that he's rich. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying that's not a good power to have? That's true. <laughs> Go on. Um, oh, I'd probably if it was based on like ability alone. If I could have one super power, it'd probably be teleportation. Ooh. But I, can't, I don't really know who can teleport. Like Nightcrawler. Oh yeah. Really but he's a bit people. blue. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be Nightcrawler. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably want to be like a speedster, like Flash or oh, yeah. Quicksilver or something like that. I feel like that would be cool. Apparently Deadpool can teleport. Okay. Can <laughs> Apparently. Oh, doesn't he steal like, I don't know, what's his name? The the Metal Arm Man. The <laughs> Colossus. Is that his name? Is it Cage? Is it Cage? Oh, yeah. He's in Deadpool 2. Yeah, him. I'm pretty sure he can teleport. He might steal his teleporting thing because he's from the future. I don't know. Anyway, the final question. Well, the penultimate penultimate one. Oh, wait. wait. What is there one more after this? My question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, So, ETH has asked Are there any films you feel you should have seen but have not? So many. The problem yes, with me, yeah. <laughs> the problem with me is I had a big list of stuff that I should have seen, um, and some of them it wasn't helped by like Tom recommending a new movie like every week for two years. <laughs> um, all of this was on my old phone, and then my old phone died, so I'm oh. I'm having to like remember some of the stuff um, just off the top of my head. Um, uh, the Truman Show. I've meant to watch that for quite Ooh, a while. I need to oh, rewatch it. Film. I need to. I, I added it. It's on Netflix now. Nice. Yeah. I need to watch more Scorsese films. Um, that's, especially yeah, that's like online. Casino. Um, I need to watch The Godfather. I've not seen Casino. Um, well, that's not Scorsese. Yeah, you know. Goodfellas. <laughs> but like, yeah. Uh, I've got a massive list of just things that, off the top of my head, I just wrote out this list. <laughs> uh, I need to see Rocky, The Predator, a bit more obscure. I need to see With Nail and I. Uh, I need to see Grave of the Fireflies, which is the first Studio Ghibli film, which is supposed to be amazing. 
uh, and you see like all the Scorsese films, Taxi Driver, Wolf of Wall Street, um, Casino, etc. I want to see Star Troopers. You know the like satire about oh yeah the military sci-fi nation, which was received poorly at first, and then people went, "Oh, this is a social commentary." I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, I also need to see happens. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Parasite, Psycho, Apocalypse Now, Clockwork Orange, etc., etc., etc. I've not seen Psycho. I, do you remember? It's a bit of a meme, isn't it, between us that I've still not seen Psycho. What? I thought you were there at Film Club in. No, the whole no. point is that I missed Film Club when you did all the cool OG films. Oh, you're such a loser. <laughs> that reminds me. I need to see American Psycho. Oh, I, I saw that, so. that is really good. recently. I just saw um, that a couple of weeks ago. It's it's good. Yeah, it's good. All no, right. It's pretty weird, um, but it's good. Yeah. I need to watch. I've seen the first Godfather, but I need to see the second one. Yeah. Uh, I need to see Terminator. Terminator. Did you see Terminator? No. Terminator and Terminator Two, with... and forget the rest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the the main one for me, which will probably make Tom leave the call, is I don't know if I've actually ever probably watched Lord of the Rings. Neither have I. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, what? I've, like, but I've, I've never watched them. I've watched. And I've seen all the Hobbit films. But... Right, I think I watched The Fellowship of the Ring another... and about half yeah. of the, the two towers, but like. Uh, I've got another friend that hasn't towers, seen them. But... You've only read The Two Towers. <laughs> Yeah, I've just why. kind of lost steam <laughs> and lost interest, and I've never been in, like motivated to pick it back up. Okay, well, yeah. um, I watched them obviously as a kid quite a few times, and then I, I watched them, rewatched them like last year with my brother. I watched all three, uh, like we do one a day, and we, we've got another friend that hasn't seen all of them. So I'm, I'm just gonna have when lockdown's finished, I'm gonna have all of you over, and we're gonna watch the Lord of the Rings films because they are really good. Alright, I'm going to need a load nice. of coffee to keep me awake, but... <laughs> you won't, though, because they're really entertaining. Well, as long as we don't watch the extended versions. Well, that may be the only <laughs> version of Fellowship of the Ring that I have. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, right, so our final question. Uh, let's, all, let's all give one moment uh, briefly. Our final question is from Ollie, and it is... Um, Wait, no. Yeah, it is. It's from Ollie. Um, what? No, it's from me. No, it's from, <laughs> it's from Ollie. Me, you're <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it means. <laughs> okay, what is your favourite moment of, from the podcast? So. Okay. Quickfire. Hmm. Um, um, all I of really the Kangaroo enjoyed... Jack episode. That That's my yeah. highlight, yeah. is that episode was amazing. It reached 116 <laughs> views on that. It's like one of my most popular ones. Yeah. Um, apart from that, um, I'd say just any of the ones where we went into detail about um, our own interpretations. So Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I remember Stalker being a really good episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, being John Malkovich as well. The one, oh, the one where we started the submission spotlight with Crow Buntry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, I mean, this is OG, but the entertainment worthy of excellence was fun. Oh, oh yeah. To, well, there's not much to do real year, fans. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then, 
Yeah, just yeah, the um Ben's rendition of the Kangaroo Jack song. <laughs> the next episode. That's, that, that's, that's when amazing. the podcast peaked. It's all downhill yeah. from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. And then there's a bit of a cheat because there is a moment in each, well, quite a few episodes, uh, that we've had a look at. There were a load of stuff we've done where the intro is completely messed up, including this week. Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, we had this prepared beforehand. We we basically put together a top seven failed intros of Entertainment of Excellence. But honestly, I think this might be the worst one so far. <laughs> no, no, episode six was episode truly six is awful. pretty good. Anyway, I'll, we'll, let, <laughs> we'll, we'll play you this. And then we'll finish off. Welcome to the top seven failed entertainment of excellence intros. Number seven, episode five. To the return of entertainment of excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. Number six, episode 11. For you audio listeners, you won't get the full effect of this one, but on the YouTube version of episode 11, the episode started out with episode 10, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas on screen, but Ben slowly deletes episode 10, puts episode 11, changes the title to being John Markovich, and puts brackets lol sorry, but you can see him type out each character painstakingly. Number 5, episode 9. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Entertainment of Excellence, the film where we talk about, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Molly. <laughs> I'm, I'm Thomas. Hello, Ben. Oh, look, the one time we get the intro timing right. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody I well thought this was going to be the one. We were so oh. close. I mean, we were, but... <laughs> oh, it was so nearly a good time. Number four, episode 17. And I'm Ben. Today we're going to be discussing the 2019 drama, Marriage Story. This will contain spoilers. Number 3, episode 8. The intro in 5 seconds. And now. Just go now. Hello and welcome to Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Thomas. And I'm Ben. And we really messed that intro up. <laughs> <laughs> it just starts in five seconds. No, we're live. <laughs> yeah. Number two, episode 21. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. And today we're going to be talking about the 1987 film, It, Could, it Couldn't Happen Here. This may contain spo- oh. <laughs> This may- We're live! <laughs> this may contain spoilers. Number one, episode six. I'm watching it. <laughs> okay. 
Hello, and, Hello welcome. and welcome to Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. I'm Ollie. I'm Ben. And I'm Tom, and we didn't rehearse that. So I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we yeah. had a mix of enjoyment and also embarrassment looking back. And I mean, we still do it now, so nothing's changed. Maybe yeah. that's something to improve by episode 50. <laughs> well, it's it's been a good 25 episodes. Um, it's been good groovy. We've... Well. Oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe we might reveal that at the 100th. <laughs> no um it's been a it's been a good 25 episodes it's been fun um we've improved a lot and i really enjoyed this episode like reminiscing on stuff and answering people's questions yeah. um obviously yeah. you can find us on social media at eov podcast on both twitter and instagram or you can visit our website which is entertainmentofexcellence.weebly.com uh, where you can sign up to the mailing list, which gives you access to a load of behind-the-scenes stuff and also um, the recommendations master list with all of our recommendations we've ever given and the schedule, so you can see what we'll be doing in the next few episodes. You can also see the Hall of Fame and all of the films ranked and all of that good stuff. Uh, just, we'd love to hear from you if you have any uh, reviews of the podcast, any constructive criticism from us, that would be very good to hear because we're still starting out, even though we've done 25 episodes, we can still improve a lot. And we'd be happy to give constructive criticism and feedback to anyone else in our submission spotlight section, where anyone who's a creator of pretty much any type of entertainment can send in their works via the contact form on our website or social media um, and we'll dedicate a 10 minute segment to talking about your work and we'd also love to have you on just come on the podcast and we'll uh, have a quick chat talk about your work this doesn't have to be live we're happy to pre-record if it's a bit more convenient for you so that would be cool um sorry the submission spotlight fell through this week but um hopefully we'll have some more ones in the near future uh, thanks for well listening. Well done for sticking through. Yeah. yeah. Well done for sticking through the whole of this episode. Thanks for listening for 90 minutes and for the previous 24 yeah. episodes. All right, see ya. Yeah. All right, All see right. ya. See ya. Yeah, that's interesting.